0: This podcast is sponsored by NRCA Pro Certification. You can elevate your business and the roofing industry by having your installers become pro-certified. Learn more at nrca.net slash pro-certification. Welcome to another episode of Stories of an Extraordinary Industry, coming to you from NRCA, the National Roofing Contractors Association. I am Jared Ribble, and we'll be guiding you through today's story. Our goal is that you would be proud of the great things being done by the people of the roofing industry, and we hope you learn something along our journey today. If you enjoy what you hear, share this episode with someone and help us by giving it a rating or a comment in whatever podcast platform you are listening. Are there any big dreamers listening right now? Yes, I am talking to you. This story is about accomplishing big things, and how to move from dreaming to action to accomplishment. This is a story of a group of roofers that recognized industry-wide problems and said, it's time to put up or shut up. Well, they put up, And the results are quite amazing. Here is the story of the 25 years of the Roofing Alliance. And kicking things off is a former roofing contractor and now retiring roof consultant, Conrad Kowalik. In
1: 1996, the economy, I'll call it high tide. So it was good. The contractors were busy. They were successful at their work. Um, The manufacturers also, I believe, were at a point where and they were happy with where they were. And so the industry, between suppliers, manufacturers, contractors, it was a good, buoyant feeling. Everybody felt great. The outlook for the future was good. And it's in those times that you begin to look at bigger things, what can be done. And so as as an industry and the national roofing contractors, we're looking at it and saying, what are some of the bigger things that we can do?
0: Bigger things. Like making the industry safer, creating training for workers, giving to communities in need, you know, big things.
1: To do big things, you take takes resources. And so those resources are, obviously they're intellectual, but the resources are, you know, funding and and money. And the other part is that unless we got all the stakeholders in the room together, we just couldn't tackle the big issues. And so the contractors' views were maybe a little bit narrower. The manufacturer's views, and needs um, were perhaps a little bit narrower, but at what focal point did the distributor, the supplier, the contractor, and the manufacturer, did all those interests line up into common needs? And that was what we were interested in accomplishing.
0: Unifying the entire roofing supply chain, another big thing. This small group of roofers with big dreams hired a consultant, Charles Fazio, to do a year-long feasibility study. They all met in Chicago to go over his findings. And yes, starting a roofing foundation would be possible to do. But.
1: Then we began to work with numbers. And I remember when the number of $50,000 per contractor came out. And the room was quiet. And nobody really knew what to say. We're not going to find many contractors just to write that check. But they could write smaller checks that equaled that amount, maybe over four or five years. And I remember asking Charlie, is it possible with our group to get enough in at that larger number? And he said, we can. If we were going to pursue this, now economically was a good time to to move ahead with it.
0: Years of researching and long discussions, and finally, the Roofing Alliance was born. To do any good for the industry, though, it would need funding. Joining the story now is Bennett Hutchison, who at the time owned Tip Top Roofers, Inc. in Atlanta, Georgia.
2: Put up or shut up. And so we came up with the idea of asking contractor members to commit over about a five-year period a significant amount of money to raise uh, our basic account balances up to where we could then legitimately approach manufacturers, distributors, suppliers, et cetera, and ask them to do the same and show that we were serious in what we wanted to do to help better the industry overall. And uh, we came up with the idea of getting one of our uh, prominent members, a man that was highly respected across the industry on a national level, and who had a very, very profound belief in, in education for our industry. Uh, Melvin Kruger approached him and asked him if he would take on the uh, task of being the uh, chairman of the fundraising committee to approach the contractors to get the commitment
0: that we thought we needed Here is Melvin Kruger remembering his response.
3: I was very skeptical, to be honest with you. I said, well, I I don't know that this is really feasible. Uh, Roofing contractors were used to uh, doing what they could in their own communities and paying dues and going to conventions. And and the conversation went on and on. and, And I said, well, if we can bring together NRCA former presidents, and talk about it with them and see whether they would commit. We called together a group, met in Atlanta. There were eight former presidents, and after discussing it thoroughly, they said uh, they would commit. So I said, okay, if, if we have commitment from eight former president, that gives a level of credibility that would, would be meaningful. And Melvin went to work. We spent most of the first year in calling on uh, over 60 contractors and suppliers and uh, it was quite a commitment uh, to do that did a lot of traveling to meet contractors on their own turf and they were all solid citizens in their own communities doing a lot there so you know and some of the reactions were just extraordinary Uh, great experience in every possible respect there would be two meetings a year and uh, the principles of each of these organizations would participate. One was uh, at some resort in the spring and another one at an NRCA convention. But the real uh, carrot was that whoever joined this alliance would be the decision makers. It wouldn't be a situation where it was just, uh, this is what we're gonna do and this is we want you to raise the money. That the members of the alliance with the decision makers as far as what programs would be uh, established under the, uh, the Alliance banner. And uh, it, that has worked incredibly well. I think it created a synergy and an opportunity for people to meet with their peers who were not necessarily competitors.
2: I, I felt like there was uniform acceptance by the contractors. The part that we were concerned about, though, was the other parts of our industry, i.e. the manufacturers, uh, suppliers, distributors, etc.
3: Firestone, and we asked them for a million dollars, they agreed to it, uh, and that, that was uh, an impetus.
1: I wasn't in the room when they did that. I heard about it almost instantaneously. <laughs> it was a huge pledge of support for the roofing industry. They were in a leadership role at that point. They also had pretty strong relationships with their, with their contractors.
3: We called on the major suppliers at that time. Firestone was one, Johns Manville was one, GAF was another. We got an amazing response from the supplier community, we really did.
1: There were a lot of large checks written, Uh, there were payments made, there were pledges, and uh, it grew to to that six plus million dollar corpus.
3: But I can tell you it was one of of the most inspiring uh, experiences I've ever had personally or professionally in the business. I ended up with a lot of respect and appreciation for our industry as well as the people in it.
0: Of course you did, Melvin, because you saw up close how generous and passionate roofers are about serving others. So let's meet another early Alliance member. Welcome,
4: Kyle Thomas. So Thomas Roofing got involved with the Alliance way back at the beginning, one of the beginning uh, members when um, Dudley Miles paid a visit to our office and and gave us the pitch for, for the Alliance. And uh, first off, telling Dudley no would have been a pretty big challenge right off the bat, right? But he did a good job with uh, pitching the vision and the, uh, the mission of the Alliance. And it was a big commitment. You can remember at the time Uh, for a contractor member to commit that kind of money was a pretty big deal. But it wasn't hard, oddly enough. You know, it was a big number, it sounded big, it was a little sticker shock at first, maybe, but really it was a relatively easy decision. So we sat across the table after meeting with Dudley and we said, yeah, let's do this. Big dreams are
0: easy to rally around when they solve problems for the good of everyone. With a strong foundational membership of roofing contractors, suppliers, and manufacturers, the corpus was in a good place. It was time to start accomplishing the big things. We will tell you those stories in a moment, but first, Stories of an Extraordinary Industry Podcast is all about telling stories of people who are elevating the roofing industry. You can elevate your business and the roofing industry by getting your installers pro certified through NRCA's National Certification Initiative, Pro Certification. Experienced workers who demonstrate substantial roofing skills and knowledge can become certified by NRCA in specific roof system applications. NRCA Pro Certified Installers and Formant receive national, professional recognition for their achievements and provide their company with a significant competitive advantage. Show your commitment to quality, professionalism, and your company's future. It's time your workers become NRCA Pro Certified. It's good for your business and it will elevate the roofing industry. Apply today in English or Spanish at nrca.net slash pro certification. To date, the Roofing Alliance has been serving the roofing industry for 25 years. We learned it takes rallying all invested stakeholders to accomplish the big. And it's easy to gain support when the mission is not self-serving. Has the Roofing Alliance been effective? That really is the question. Let's bring back to our story,
4: Kyle Thomas. And it did seem like, you know, early on, it was a little bit of just trying to, let's make sure we know who we are and what we're trying to accomplish. but. Once we really got our feet on the ground and got moving, it's been very successful. And 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 I think, you look at the at the projects we've accomplished over the years, um, and there's been a lot, an awful lot of value put back into the roofing industry uh, with projects that the alliance funded.
5: You've got all these rivalries that are going around with competitors and and material suppliers beating each other up and and so forth. And it was nice to get into a room where we're in there for the you know, for the common good and handling problems um, and getting involved in things like habitat, humanity, and just being a good corporate citizen.
0: That's Dennis Conway of Commercial Roofers in Las Vegas, another early adopting member of the Roofing Alliance. He found his passions lined up with the Alliance's mission. I have always had a passion for education. I was a big proponent of the trying to get some construction
5: management students more involved in uh, in our industry. Uh, and that's taken on a life of its own, which I think has been very successful.
4: Dennis Conway was really the guy that pushed the concept to the Alliance of we really got to find a way to reach out to the construction management programs across the country. And so what we did was we partnered with um, basically the, the deans of, of a few construction management programs, Colorado State, uh, University of Florida, and Auburn University. They all three uh, were willing to to talk to us and come meet with us as as a foundation, as an association, and give us some ideas of how to how to reach out into that that space. That's where the student competition idea came from. Was we found out that, that they were already doing lots of student competitions. We were just late to the game. That was a, a good first step into reaching out to construction management was to create a student competition focused only on roofing. At the time, um, there was very little roofing specific education in the construction management programs and also including architecture engineering programs. And so the idea of a roofing specific Competition was pretty novel. I think the construction management schools found it interesting, and like I say, they thought it was a, a really good first step to get introduced to the students and just show them that it is actually there's a whole you know industry out there dedicated to roofing. I will always remember the very first competition we did when this thing
5: started, and it was three universities: uh, Florida, Auburn, and Colorado State. They were given a roofing project and they had to put together a roofing proposal. And while these kids were in in school, they never really spent much time learning about roofing. So that was part of my thought process was, let's try and get some of these students to work on roofing specific projects. So we worked on the first project and I think everybody was so impressed with what these team members did. There's four people on each team member. Each one's got a superintendent a project manager, a safety director, and an estimator. And they all do their individual phases of work on a specific roofing job. And we've really given them some challenging jobs over time.
0: Challenging assignments like submitting a bid to install the roof system for T-Mobile Arena in Las Vegas, and the Audubon Aquarium of the Americas in New Orleans, or the practice facilities for the Dallas Cowboys and Las Vegas Raiders. And
5: it never ceases to amaze me and all the people that see it is the quality of the presentations and and how good it feels to get some of our curriculum out there, to, to get some of these students to appreciate more about roofing. And I will never forget a comment from one of the students. One of our judges asked the question, what did you get out of this competition? We need some feedback from you. And the guy didn't miss a beat. And he said, I had no idea how complicated roofing is or how, how much was involved in roofing, I had no idea. This was enlightening to me because me and my team realized that there's a lot more to roofing than that meets the eye, and certainly much more than I'm learning in school. To me, that was um, a feel-good moment as, listen, we, we struck gold here.
0: Struck gold they did. This past year, 25 schools applied to be one of only five chosen to participate in the competition. And as the Alliance had hoped, the competition led to roofing curriculum
4: developments at higher education institutions. Yeah, that's been a fantastic success. Theval Gajar is a professor at Clemson University, and he he came to the Alliance and he had a he pitched a roofing specific, full three credit hour course dedicated solely to roofing. I was a little bit honestly a little skeptical to think, you know, would these construction management kids enroll in a roofing specific class? I was a little hesitant or, or you know curious if that would be successful, but it has been. His level one course has been very successful, very well received, very well rated. Uh, he's done a, a second course, so another six full credit hours. I think they're working on the third to get it to nine full credit hours. Uh, eventually, the goal would be to have a certificate program within that construction management program so you could graduate from Clemson you know, with your construction management degree with the focus on roofing. Uh, because the Alliance funded it, it's available to uh, the, all the other schools in the NCCER and, and, and even trade schools and, and uh, CTE-type schools. So the curriculum and the format is all out there and, and available. The Roofing Alliance has proven they
0: know how to invest. From the very early efforts of fundraising, they have never touched their corpus, and it has grown from $6 million when they started to $12 million today. For the Alliance to be successful helping the roofing industry, however, it would require a different type of investing than money.
3: This, this industry is going to invest in people. We were going to create scholarships where people in the industry, whether they were from field personnel or management personnel, their children would have an opportunity to get a better education. It's hard to employ people who can't read, write, compute and do do what's necessary to, to be safe and produce a good product. If that was the best investment we could make. I believe we awarded 13 this year. The students that get them, as long as they stay
4: within the program and they're staying on their, you know, their planned path, they can renew their scholarships. So I I believe we were at 13 this year between the renewals and the new scholarship awards. Our plan, our hope is to expand that and, and give more scholarships to offer it to students in the CTE realm as well. I think it's a great success. Not only does the Alliance invest in people through education,
0: but also invest directly into communities through philanthropic work. Welcome back, Conrad Kowalik.
1: The roofing industry is really contributing to communities all across this United States. and and it's amazing what they're able to do.
4: I think from the philanthropic side, the um you know, the Ronald McDonald House is a fantastic story. Uh, the adoption of all uh, one hundred and sixty five of the standalone homes is really just a testament to, you know, what this industry can do when, when asked. Honestly, it wasn't maybe as much of a challenge as we thought it would be. We really went out to the industry and said, well, you, you know, you, yeah, as the industry, you know, adopt these Ronald McDonald houses. And, and we stepped up and, and the industry did so.
0: This idea came from the Alliance member, Charles Antis. We caught up with him by phone.
1: To me, that is such a substantial and awesome almost insurmountable goal that over 200 companies stood up and said, yeah, I can I can keep those families safe, dry and close. And that to me is the most beautiful story. I think about it or somebody brings it up to me almost every day. And I see my people, myself, our ability, the way we hold our profession so much higher and so much more noble than I ever could have knowing that we keep those families safe and close.
6: Just to see how many of our members have some type of a connection, have been affected by or, you know, involved with their local houses.
0: That's Bennett Judson, the executive director for the Alliance.
6: Again, the impact, taking the financial burden of the roofing maintenance work, that's really um, taking that off of them um, as a fundraising effort and enabling them to focus on other areas and other ways to help the families that stay with them. The biggest thing that surprises me about our members is they're such generous people in so many different ways, and they're so humble. Trying to get the stories of what they're doing is is a real challenge because they're doers. They will they will do whatever they can do to help out in whatever way, but they're very humble about like sharing what they do. The impact they have it doesn't surprise me that they do it, but it surprises me how they do it and they just Um, humbly, so secretly, so quietly. Humility,
0: yes. But with this being the 25th anniversary of the Roofing Alliance, can we all agree it's time to stop being so quiet about the extraordinary things roofers are doing to educate and protect people in their communities? I think the thing that impressed me the
5: most was the fact that this is the only organization within the roofing industry where we all get together for the common good of the roofing business.
2: And now it's we, us and ours. And uh, I'm so proud uh, to see that come together.
4: I think if you were to ask that original group, I think that they'd be very, very pleased with where we are today and what we've been able to do.
3: Yeah, it's it's inspirational to me, it really is. And uh, one of the most important happenings in my professional and personal life.
2: It truly represents what the roofing industry is about. And it's here,
1: and the 25 years is only the beginning.
0: Thank you to all the members of the Roofing Alliance. You are wonderful examples of what makes the roofing industry so extraordinary. For you big dreamers out there, I hope you see accomplishing something big is possible. Rally all the stakeholders, making sure the goal serves everyone involved. Big things are accomplished by the culmination of a lot of little steps. If you stay the course, 25 years later, you too might be able to look back at the many footprints created that led to accomplishment. We are grateful to our guests who gave their time to bring to life the 25 years of the Roofing Alliance. Melvin Kruger, Bennett Hutchison, Conrad Kowalik, Dennis Conway, Kyle Thomas, and Bennett Judson. You can learn all about the Roofing Alliance, how to become a member, and join their work investing in technology, education and training, philanthropy and sustainability by going to their website, www.roofingalliance.net, roofingalliance.net. If you enjoyed this podcast and want NRCA to continue sharing these stories that make us proud of the roofing industry, do two things right now. Forward this episode to one person that needs to hear it and leave a comment or rating in whatever platform you are listening. I am Jared Ribble, your host, signing off. Be well, be safe, and be proud of this great industry. Listening all the way to the end, and as a gift to you, here is a bonus story about Melvin Kruger carrying the Olympic torch leading up to the 1996 Summer Olympic Games in Atlanta.
3: Been active in the United Way for many, many years, and uh, I was asked to be one of the torch carriers in, in Macon, which was on the last lap. I mean, it was in in Atlanta, so we were uh, really three or four days before the Olympics started. So. It was a high honor, and uh i uh, i I'll, I'll never forget that either and it got to light the church, which was a, a, an extra special thing so i i really had a i really had a charge out of that it was just uh a magnificent experience and uh, I trained for it i i got to run a kilometer i didn't want to walk that. Uh, kilometer. I wanted to run, uh, and I and I made it, which I was very grateful for. That's that was a highlight of my athletic career, by the way. <laughs>